Hi, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Relax Into Love podcast. My name is Teal Elizabeth, and I am really excited today to welcome in not only a really beautiful friend of mine, but also a kick-ass powerhouse nutrition coach, nutrition and wellness coach, Kiria. And um, Kiria and I go way back. We actually met at UCSB in college um, when we were both in the Environmental Affairs Board um, trying to save global warming and climate change and such passionate souls. I know we both are and we really jammed on that and now have gone on to, yeah, create our own businesses. And it's so fun to reconnect with you. Do you want to say hello to our audience? Sure. Hello. Aloha, everybody. Um, pleasure to be here. My name is Kiria, as Teal mentioned. And yet yeah, so wild to think back all the many years ago when we first connected, like, trying to save the world and you know, <laughs> helping to save the world, I guess, in our own unique ways. Um, I'm a holistic nutritionist and health coach, and it's my passion and pleasure to help women heal naturally through mind, body, and spirit. So really, really honored to be here today. Um, currently live in Hawaii. I work with people all over the world. So if you hear any birds in the background, that's just just Hawaii. <laughs> I love it. You can just bring a little bit of Hawaii to wherever you are listening and watching this. And I think, you know, what I'm really excited about to dive into, dive in with you today, Kiria, is really about how my listeners in my community can learn about how to really step into their most optimal health and use that to actually influence their relationships, their love lives, you know, everyone in their life. And, and of course the relationship that they have with themselves. And I think I'm especially excited about this because <clears throat> my own health journey has been something that I've been really focusing on, especially like in the last even few months, um, because Spencer and I are actually now starting to try and have a baby, which is super exciting. I haven't even announced this out to the world yet. So I guess that's happening now, but it's really kickstarted my own, like, curiosity into diving into this whole world of nutrition and health in a whole new world. Because, I mean, I don't know about you. I know this has been a focus and a, and a passion of yours. But for me back in the day, like I didn't know anything and I didn't really put much focus or attention on it. Right. It's like I had a happy, healthy metabolism. I was young and it was just kind of like, get me some fuel to get me through the day. And now that I'm like more in my thirties, it's really interesting to see how much I'm really wanting to put this as more of a priority. And I'm realizing as I dive into this world, how much more actually having, having a good hold on your nutrition and your health affects every area of your life, right? So I guess I would love to just maybe hear from you just to kind of kickstart this conversation. You know, what does health and nutrition really mean to you and what really got you passionate and started about being a nutrition health coach? Oh, so much there. Um, first mm -hmm. off, congratulations to you and Spencer. I'll put, I'm also a certified holistic doula. So I'll like put that hat on if you want oh to from baby love a little bit later, but, um, I've always been into like health. I mean, ever since I was little, like on the playground, if one of my friends, you know, fell off the slide and like scraped their knee, I'd run over and, you know, get a wet paper towel from the bathroom and pluck some aloe vera from like the nearest bush. So I always thought that it would be cool to be able to help people with their health journeys. Um, but really it became most important to me when my own health crashed and burned. So after college, I did a program called Teach for America and I went out to super rural North Carolina and um, I love my job and I love my students, but I definitely sacrificed my health. And I know a lot of really strong, ambitious women, sometimes, sometimes some of us can put our own health on the back burner to get ahead in our life or different goals or even in relationships with others. So 
Um, yeah, all sorts of gnarly health effects and problems rose up from that. And ultimately, I just kind of hit rock bottom and I realized that I needed to find a way out. And I tried some conventional methods. It didn't help. Um, some of it made things worse and I just kind of got fed up. So I tried to fix it naturally and I did all sorts of, you know, YouTube and books and different things. And finally I found a functional nutritionist who just basically saved my life and changed my life. And then I was like, I want to do what she's doing. That's so rewarding um, to put the power back in our own hands, right. And to recognize that we're all different. And that's one of the things that I love most about health and nutrition is everybody is different, right? Everybody is different. Like no two person has the same blood or the same vitamin needs, or even the needs for the same diet. Like that's why it's just nice to have like a personalized approach. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always a changing world and it can be really overwhelming. I know for a lot of people, and like you mentioned the last few months, you've been diving into health more. There's so much conflicting advice out there, right? Even, especially when you're trying to conceive and working on that, it's like, well, what do I do? Or even like the topic of libido, if somebody has low libido. It's like, well, what do I do? And how do I, you know, change that naturally? So there's a lot there, but it's been a lifelong passion and it just keeps growing. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love that the birds are just behind you, just twinkling along, <laughs> just, just making it just such a radiant kind of energy coming from you. I can feel it. It's beautiful. So I would love to know, and thank you for sharing that. I, I, I've noticed a similar journey on my own path of becoming a relationship coach, right? I kind of, they always say that your mess is your message. <laughs> and usually that's kind of what kickstarts this, right? It's like, okay, we're struggling with something. We want to figure it out. We dive head in and then it's like, oh my gosh, this can change the world. And then we become who we are. So it's really inspiring to see you just really lean into this area of your life and be able to use it to now transform more lives mm -hmm. in the process. So I guess I would love to hear too about, you know, I think especially for our listeners, like for me, I was oblivious to what some of those things I might've been doing or what are some of those things that women might be doing on a day-to-day -day basis that could be sabotaging their own health needs? Yeah. I think the main one that we see most common in our practice is just the lack of self-care, right? I think for many of us in our modern day, especially like Western society, there's a, a lot that's prized on going, 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 or always having a really full calendar or, oh, I'm so busy. I just don't have time to go to the spa or get my nails done or do my hair because I'm so busy. And um, it almost seems like it's rewarded to, you know, work triple or quadruple the hours that we're expected to, or just always put in overtime or, you know, go the extra mile. And all of that is important in its own time, in its own way. But when we don't take care of ourselves, which looks differently for everyone, then it can just lead to an increase in, you know, gastrointestinal permeability, like gut issues, not to mention like migraines and headaches or hormonal imbalances, you know, and a lot of times we see in our practice that clients will come to us and they have these little symptoms, right? things like kind of getting bloaty or gassy or maybe not digesting so well or having some food intolerances or sensitivities or just not sleeping well or not going to the bathroom every day. You know, some things that people just kind of start to think, oh, it's normal or I, I absolutely need three glasses of wine every night before I can go to sleep or I need that to be able to relax. Certain things can start to be like a little warning sign. And one of the not necessarily easiest, but most simple ways to help heal that is just taking more time for ourselves. You know, and I know that that's something both you and I really share with our listeners and our followers is that it's okay to like reward ourselves and to feel good about ourselves and to love ourselves. And 
It could be as simple as some time in nature or just drinking enough water every day or eating really delicious foods or falling in love with our soulmate, you know, whatever it might be. But just knowing that self-care isn't selfish and that really is actually super important can help so many different challenges. Yeah, I completely agree with you 100%. And so, and just in case you hear some nibbles, that's just my puppy eating <laughs> dinner. Um, so in regards to, you know, this idea and this concept of self-care, I feel like this gets thrown around a lot, but what does self-care really mean to you? I mean, I'm hearing you say prioritizing time with yourself, but I think it goes a lot deeper than that. So what, what does it really mean to care for yourself? Yeah. That's like the million dollar question. Um, Our approach when we work with our clients is to really create such a custom personalized program because everybody's so different, right? So for some of our clients, like self-care does look like showering every day and taking time to do that and maybe putting a couple drops of like lavender essential oil in the shower. For other people, that would just be self-maintenance, right? So kind of depending and for all the listeners just to kind of do a check-in and see, okay, like how much self-care am I currently doing? Can I do 5%? more, right? Because we don't ever want to get overwhelmed or try and change everything too quickly and then just backfire. So usually self-care would be like going that extra 5% more. So if we already get our hair and our nails done, and that's part of our normal routine, if we already, you know, have a girl day once a week or once a month with our friends, then what's the extra little 5%? Can we do like a meditation or a morning ritual or buy like the fancier tea at the store, you know, just a little extra step. But if currently we're really just focused on our career or on our family or on our partner's needs and, you know, we're not even going to like the spa or the salon, then maybe that would be the first step. Does that make sense? It's just like a little extra step between self-maintenance and self-care, like giving yourself I love that idea. And I've never heard anyone talk about it like that, but that helps me even think about like, yes, that little, what is that little extra 5% that I can do that can actually really love on me. And like, as you were saying that I was thinking about like recently, I just upgraded to like a, a little bit nicer of a professional hair products. Right. And it has made such a huge difference in just like the vitality of my hair and it just feels so much softer and more luxurious. And now when I walk down the street and I feel my hair, I'm just like, yes, like I feel so radiant. Right. And it's just that little tiny thing that I wouldn't even have registered as being self-care until you put it like that. Right. And you're right. There is a very big difference between just self-maintenance and self-care. And how do you feel like self-care would be able to actually ripple effect into relationships? Yeah. Well, when we feel like we're lacking in our own lives, and I know you're the relationship guru, so I'm sure you can add in so much to this, but, you know, I'll speak for myself when I feel like I'm lacking in my own life and I don't feel fully fulfilled or in alignment with my purpose, I kind of become like a gray cloud, (laughs) you know, and like some thunder lightning strikes might happen or some rain might storm down or whatever it is. And that's not helping everybody that I love and care about. You know, that's not helping my husband and I to have a stronger relationship. But when I take care of myself first, it's like, you know, when you're on a plane and they say, if there's an emergency, the oxygen masks are going to come down. Right. And even if you have a child with you, you put your own oxygen mask on first, and then you help your child. For many people, especially mothers listening, it's like, No, if there was an emergency, I would absolutely give my child oxygen first, right? But the whole idea is we have to be strong and solid in our own foundation first 
whether we're on an airplane and we have our own oxygen mask on or if it's just day-to-day -day life so taking care of ourselves, like you said with your hair walking down the street like you're a lioness you know you're feeling like a goddess you're feeling strong and sexy like what are you then going to attract and magnetize into your life right when you're in that state of that frequency of feeling so good so i think it's yeah it's really self-care is essential and it's not selfish to do that um but it just helps everybody else because when we're feeling good everybody else feels good we all know what it's like to be around those amazing people that just inspire us and i know your clients feel like that with you they're like oh my gosh just being on a call with teal like i'm just upgraded my whole life just being in your energy right oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the energy frequency is real for yeah. sure for sure definitely and that and i think you know it's very easy to not even know what that can feel like if you've always been living a life of poor nutrition, right? So I guess I would love to hear from you, like, what are some of the consequences of having poor nutrition and what, what does poor nutrition look like for the everyday go-getter woman? Yeah. So for the everyday go-getter woman, um, usually that involves a high amount of cortisol, right? So if you put your hands on your back, kind of on either side of your spine, you have your kidneys and then a little bit below your kidneys, kind of like by your hip bones, a little bit above your hip bones, you have your adrenal glands, right? And your adrenal glands are named after the famous hormone adrenaline. You can give yourself a little massage there if you want. Oh, that nice. <laughs> We need adrenaline and cortisol to survive. Like we absolutely need those hormones and those stress hormones are more essential to the body than our sex hormones. So this is where we can get like super nitty gritty into like the science. But if we actually draw out a map of all the different hormones and like the kind of like the freeways or the highways, if you will, the stress hormones get top priority. So many of us, if we're feeling like so, you know, super on the achieving mode and not really balancing out our health or our stress or our nutrition, then that adrenaline and cortisol can just go on overdrive. And then that's where we get things like adrenal burnout, right? Or where those hormones are then becoming an excess where they're not just essential for survival, but they start to become like pathogenic and lead to more dis-ease, right? Different diseases. Um, and then it absolutely leads to hormonal imbalances. So usually we see with high amounts of stress that two things happen, like the gut and digestion absolutely shuts down because there's two different forms of essentially our nervous system. There's like the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. Uh, and you can interrupt me if I'm getting like too strange or like technical here, but we have our rest and digest or our fight and flight mode, right? And like, we know the fight or flight is if there's like a lion chasing us, but in our modern day world, if we get like a rude email from somebody, you know, if we get like a strange text or some, we see something on social media that's triggering or the news, then that can trigger fight and flight. And when we're in that fight and flight mode, we literally cannot rest and digest. So we can't digest our foods. So even if you're eating perfect foods and salads and green juices, you can't digest and get the nutrients from that food. So it's so essential just to be able to like relax and balance that out. So the digestion issues, gut health issues, poor nutrition, like you just mentioned, is a top thing that we see. And then the other thing is hormonal imbalances. So serious PMS issues or serious menopause symptoms um, or like low libido or maybe a low drive or low motivation to like find the partner that we want in our life. Right. So we all, it all comes back to like the stress hormones and keeping that in check. So what I'm hearing is that First off, the the kind of lifestyle that we create in that go-getter attitude of <laughs> wanting to just go and achieve it all can actually be causing us to have more stress in the body. So the, that goes back to the whole self taking the, that self-care piece. But then also you're saying that having the low nutrition actually can kind of stimulate 
this stress horm hormone and like stimulate the stress the adrenal glands even more? Is that is that right? Yeah, we definitely need essential nutrients to you know survive and reproduce and also thrive. Um, and then just to clarify, like of course, absolutely can be like as go getter as we want to, but just tuning in with our own heart and intuition and seeing where is it coming from inside. Does it feel like we are absolutely cultivating our dream life and manifesting with success and ease and like we feel good and in alignment and at peace. Like we have a slow, but you know, normal heart rate. Like we feel like we have energy when we wake up in the morning, even without caffeine, you know, we can digest our foods. We feel hydrated. We feel confident and happy. Then like go get them and like keep going, you know, all the way to Oprah level. Right. Um, or if we feel like we're just so tense and like we notice anytime we start work, our heart speeds up, you know, we start to get sweaty palms or anxious, um, Yes, it's not necessarily like the level at which we are achieving, but it's just the energy that we're doing it in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, I think to bring it back down to tangible level for a second, I think what I'm hearing is like, I, I, I've recognized this in the past. If I'm not eating either enough food or the right kinds of foods or being more intentional about the macronutrients that I'm getting, yeah, I can, that will result in me being feeling more sluggish throughout my day which then, like I said, like you were mentioning, kind of creates that dark cloud, which then kind of adds to the anxiety and the stress of just feeling like you're not performing at your optimal level, which then just creates more of that adrenal to come through. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It just, it just ripples into all areas of life. I know for all, all of us, we've probably gone into the hangry mode. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been in the hangry mode because I feel like I've dialed it in a lot better, but those hangry moments are not fun for anyone to be around. So it is, it's extremely, extremely important. And I, I just, like I said, I, I'm so happy that you are bringing attention to this and that we are having this conversation about this because I don't think that enough people put, pr put priority and focus on health as being such an important part of everything of, of our life, right? Of how we relate to ourselves and to other people. Mm -hmm. in the world, right? We, we chalk it up to so many external factors, but we forget to look at the internal factors of like, what's actually going in within me, right? And I know you talk a lot about the mind and the body and the spirit all being connected. And, you know, I love playing in that spiritual realm of like connected. Are you in alignment with your highest self? Are you connected into your soul and listening to your intuition and then relating it back to your work? Like, how do we then listen to our intuition and connect that into our body and what our body's actually needing and wanting? So what would you say are some of the best ways that women can actually start to listen to their body? How would they know what their body's trying to tell them in terms of like maybe what they're lacking or needing more of? Yeah, that's such a good question because I know for many of us, they can be like, well, just tell me what to do, <laughs> right? Like I'm reading these books or listening to these podcasts, but like, what should I do for my body? And that's why we do functional blood chemistry analysis with our clients, because we actually ask the body, like, what does your blood need and want? And then it takes all the guesswork out because that's, you know, like I shared my health story earlier, I spent years trying different things, you know, just kind of like seeing what would stick on the wall and like throwing different things at it. And it just became frustrating, right? Like really kind of losing hope and people do that also with dating, right? They're just trying all these different things and there's really a structured strategic way to get where you want, you know, to find the love of your life easier and faster or 
to heal naturally easier and faster. So we ask the body. So we do both qualitative and quantitative data. So, you know, really looking in yourself and seeing what you feel intuitively. If, you know, for people who are listening to this, if they feel like they have that strong intuition with themselves, sometimes they can identify a specific area in their body or a specific need or nutrient that their body needs. But for many of us, it's just a lot there's a lot going on in our body and there's so many different things that could be there. So it's kind of like when we take our car into the mechanic in this lifetime, I don't really have the best mechanic skills. So I outsource that to somebody else. You know, like I take my car into the mechanic, they do a diagnostic, they give me a nice little report. That's at least green, yellow, or red. They tell me what needs to be fixed and then we fix it. Right. So FBCA or functional blood chemistry analysis is kind of like that. But for our bodies, we do a complete blood chemistry analysis. We also do a year analysis to see what's happening, like what's going on in the body, right? So like depression, for example, I was just talking to a client yesterday who's been struggling with that and she had one amino acid deficiency. So we gave her one very specific supplement and she literally told me yesterday, I felt better within a couple of hours, right? And she's been struggling with this for years, if not decades. So it doesn't have to be that hard when we know what to do, right? So especially as like ambitious women, sometimes we can just dig ourselves into a hole and keep trying so many different things. But when we really just have a game plan that's designed for us and our blood and our body, it takes all the guesswork out. And then it becomes fun because we know what to do. Oh, hallelujah. I know that feeling, just feeling it's like, just give me a roadmap and, and I will figure it out. Right? <laughs> just tell me what to do. Yeah. And that's what I, that's how I feel about, you know, what I do too in the world of love I'm trying to take all the guesswork out of it and just give those little roadmap tools to be able to feel like this feels manageable. This feels doable because it's true. Any area of life that feels overwhelming is just because we haven't really given ourselves the time to feel anchored in and empowered and have a direction. But when we can have that direction and we can have that game plan, it's like, it no longer becomes overwhelming. It feels very doable and very possible. And so I'm, I love that. I relate to that analogy a ton about the car and going into the car mechanic and oh, learn that the hard way too. I blew up one of my cars on the freeway because I never actually took it to the mechanic. So we don't want you guys to be blowing up your own vessels in the process here, ladies. And it is so easy to do this. So easy. So what are some of the warning signs for burnout and for women that might be teetering on the edge of quote unquote, blow up. <laughs> I love that you share that. I'm sorry that happened to your car, but we definitely don't want to get there. And, um, you know, I know everybody listening to this is different and is more proactive, but unfortunately sometimes people do wait until there's like a serious disease that's been diagnosed or, you know, a life sentence or something that's just like, we never even want to get there. So I don't even want to speak it into reality, but that's such a good question that you bring up to like the warning signs and really at the root of like all health challenges is inflammation. And if we think about inflammation, it kind of has the word flame in it, like fire, right? And there's four main ways that inflammation manifests in the body and it's different for everyone. So, you know, as I, I'll just briefly go through the four and then you can kind of think which one relates most to you, or maybe, maybe a couple of them do, but the first and most common one that we see in our practice is gut inflammation, right? So there's the gut barrier where maybe it's 
like constipation or diarrhea or, um, you know, bloating or gas or indigestion, heartburn, things like that. That's the first way that it manifests. Second is brain inflammation. So migraines, headaches, brain fog, poor memory, um, just feeling super low energy, fogginess, maybe some like depression or anxiety. And then the third is the skin barrier. So that's things like bruising really easily or getting eczema or rashes or acne or psoriasis. And then the fourth is the lung barrier. So that's more like sleep apnea, you know, like not breathing through the night when we're sleeping or having allergies. Um, we're seeing a lot of this come up with like the pandemic and everything right now. So um, that one's a little bit not as common as the other ones, but essentially gut and brain and skin and lung barrier. Mm. Like kind of warning areas to keep an eye on and see what is it for you. Mm-hmm. That really helps make it very tangible. And I think you're right. It's, it's so important to just listen when the body is having something happen and go, okay, maybe this is something I should look into and not just push aside. Maybe there's actually something here that my body's trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I guess, yeah, I mean, to wrap up this kind of conversation, this has been so beautiful already, but I would just love to know a little bit more about the, the work that you do. And if you want to share with the audience about kind of more about your experience and, and any ways that they can get in contact with you, if this is something they want to explore deeper, um, I'd love to have you share. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so we really work with two main types of clients. And the first is people who are struggling with like really kind of chronic, stubborn health problems, like things that have been going on for a long time and maybe some things that we talked about you know, on this chat with Teal today, or maybe there already has been some sort of diagnosis, but there's some sort of health issue, even if it's just a little thing like, you know, gut issues that have been happening for a couple of years or a couple of months, there's already some sort of health problem that you want to heal naturally. Then that's the first type of client we work with. And the other is people who really feel pretty good already, but they want to focus on prevention and health optimization. They want to, you know, be set for life and they want to kind of do a dial in like a tune up, right? Like taking our car into the mechanic, even though everything's fine with the car, just see, is there anything that's a little bit out of balance? Cause then it's so much easier to fix those micro imbalances before they become a big problem. So helping to support natural healing, and then also just really helping to promote optimum health for the rest of your life. And our website is curiahealth.com, which is just K-Y-R-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Curia Health. Um, you're welcome to email us, info, I-N-F-O, at Curia Health, and we would just love to chat and um, see how we can support you. We do have like a free um, webinar online that teaches kind of the five main principles to support your natural healing. We touched on a couple of them in this chat, but if you want that, then I can send the link to Teal and maybe you can post it in the show notes. Yeah, I would love to. That's fantastic. I, I just find this such a fascinating conversation, and there's so much more to dive into. I know that you have just a plethora of knowledge around. So I just appreciate you so much for coming into my world and getting to share just a little bit of the gems of everything that you have learned and mastered and can share with our community. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for spreading the love of love and we'll spread the love of health in the whole world. (laughs) Hold hands and sing Kumbaya. But no, such a pleasure as always to talk with you. Thank you. Oh, all right.
right. And yeah, ladies, I'm going to be leaving the links for all of uh, Kiria's information. So if you want to dive in deeper, just get curious and start really feeling empowered and taking back control of your health. I really highly recommend Kiria. She is an incredible soul in case you can't tell already. Um, and I know that she's going to be a beautiful I think part of my journey as I kind of deepen into this world of really dialing in my nutrition as I raise this little baby. So super excited. Thank you again so much. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.